Welcome to the second ever Cricketella Warriors show. I'm here with Daniel McGookin, as always. I'm Cameron Mikulov. We're very excited by the feedback we got for the first one. We're overwhelmed, actually. We're very, very impressed by the turnout, basically. It's uh, good to be back to start talking about another week of cricket. It's good that the first week of the one two-day comp has started, a bit of long-form cricket to an extent and some good results over the weekend. Dapdo getting a nice victory and across the scenes, some nice scores as well as the juniors. And it was a great week of, week of cricket all around. you got a feel for our um, last week's guest, Mark Johnson, to start up with. The, the president, all they have to do is get one single more run. We, we, Left stranded on 99. <laughs> we were with a good luck. We were. We, we got in the 99. All you had to do was one. <laughs> Poor form, Mark. Come on, mate. <laughs> All right. So on this podcast, we got um, cricket, the face behind the Cricket Illawarra Facebook page, Glenn Bridge, who's been the administrator for a number of years now. We're going to go through all five games of first grade cricket and cover the good and the bad performances and highlight what stood out, and also a bit of a wrap of what representative fixtures are coming up and some of the standout junior performances over the weekend. We have to thank Glenn for his time. Again, much like Mark, absolute legend to talk to. Gives you a great interview, and I hope you guys all enjoy. Thank you, uh, Cam and Dan. Enjoyed your uh, little preview last week. Thank you. I think it'll work out very successful. Always nice to hear from a fan. (laughs) (laughs) Administrator of Cricket Illawarra, um, how long have you been doing that, and... What does that uh, this role involve? Is my third season. Basically, uh, from a cricket level perspective, uh, administration officer, it's basically uh, advising during minutes, uh, setting up subcommittees and, and helping everybody with cricket level one. Um, not only that, I think what one key point was missing when I started was the social media aspect, which I think you both know. Um, is reasonably successful, yeah. yeah. And um, we're continually evolving in that space. Oh, yeah, the face behind the Facebook page. With <laughs> uh, with we, we well. <laughs> so, what made you decide to do all this sort of thing anyway? Spent quite a number of years with Albion Park Cricket Club, and I set up the social media for them as well, and that was also very uh, popular. It's it's a little used aspect of uh, that particular association, but. Within cricket uh, worldwide, uh, social media is a very important aspect of of cricket, and it's different to have an association social media as opposed to an individual club social media. Definitely, um, the association one can represent all clubs in certain matters. That's for sure. All right, so I'm assuming that you played cricket in the past. Were you a batter or a bowler? Uh, opening batter. Opening batter. Strictly opening batter. <laughs> Very nice. And a wicket keeper. Yeah. So a bit of a uh, Adam Gilchrist at the top, just blazing away. No, mate, no totally, totally different. Um, with Albion Park, I did score a lot of runs. I'm up, up there in that top fifteen or twenty batsmen over a lifespan, but I only That's started cool. playing back to them when I was forty. And I think I played ten years with Albion Park, but I, uh, the hand-eye coordination when you get close to fifty sort of fails you, which ultimately put me out of the game with a. Uh, uh, reconstruction of a finger. <laughs> well, the beauty is you're now able to enjoy the competition from the armchair. 
what we're looking at doing today is going through all five games in the opening round of the competition and just running an eye over the key players, key performances and hoping that you could help us, me and Cam, shed a bit more insight into, into uh, the game. Certainly. All right. Well, the first game that got played was University versus Dapto, where Dapto won by a bonus point after absolutely rolling out University in the opening innings. University yes. was at 6 to 68, but Oliver Sharwood was able to carry his bat for a 34 not out just to get a bit of respectability. Um, yeah, were you a bit surprised with University's performance? Um, I was. I made the mistake of being on ABC Radio and had a poor tipping result there. Uh, <laughs> I actually picked University with them to win the game after their performance against Bailey, but two different games. Uh, what I did underestimate, uh, I guess, with Dapto, who were very unlucky to miss the semi-finals last year, and they have got some really quality players and they've got a nice blend of experience and youth in their side. So they're going places this year. Um, I noticed um, the opening bowlers, but Dale's Skifleet and Skyfleet and Patrick Hammond did most of the work. Tidy figures for three for ten with for Dale and Patrick three for forty. Also got a bit of success last year with four for seventy in the corresponding fixture. Is that a common destructive opening well, partnership? Pat, Pat and Dale are um, pretty much entrenched in the Illawarra Regional Bash or the Illawarra Flames Regional Bash side. Um, Pat uh, was on a hat trick in the in the Sixers final at the SOG last year. Oh, wow. So. You know, in, if they keep those two on the park every week, well, they'll, they'll certainly be a dangerous uh, team to face this year. So it certainly was dominant. There's no way to say anything else about that. <laughs> yes, it was. And, and uni, I, I guess Uni didn't get off for a good start, and that set the time for the entire innings. Uh, Captain James uh, hit the ball well the week before, but unfortunately missed out on uh, Saturday. So they'll be looking to... Bounce back and improve their performances. They have got a few players out with injury at the moment as well. So once they once they get a few players back, I'm sure they'll be more, uh, more competitive than what they were last Saturday. So what can you tell us about um, young Harry Magnus? He seems to have come up from the 16s. Yeah, he quick fire 50. Yeah, he's, he's out of our under 16s uh, rep pro, junior rep program. Uh, he recently played in the under 17 state challenge. Yep. Um, and it's his first full year in first grade. Yeah, uh, it's good to see the kids playing, but obviously, you know, he got a, a half century not out, which is very pleasing for him. Yeah. And and those players from that under sixteen Watson Shield team last year were players to look out for in, in grade this year, and let's hope they stay in the Illawarra competition rather than uh, right. sneak off to Sydney. Yeah. Well, Happy well, some serious talent. <laughs> Harry's one of those. Why would you go to Sydney? That's right. <laughs> Why would you work in Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, so the next game we got here is West Illawarra versus Port, where Port won with a bonus point. They batted first, and Daniel Lee hit a nice 88 not out. Um, it's been around a year since he last cleared 50, where in round two last year was his last solid knock. Um, good for him to see a bit of a return to form. Uh, it's really good for uh, Paul Kembler. Uh, in that case, Daniel's uh, innings was a was the uh, backbone behind their victory. It's really nice to see uh, Paul Kembler 
and they struggled a bit last year um, during the main competition rounds. Uh, they're in a rebuilding phase now, so to get off a win off uh, the, the first game of the season was very pleasing to see. It only takes one person to get in and score a few runs to make a team competitive, and Daniel did that for them on Saturday. Definitely, and even Steve Sunderland hit a few towards the end. Yes, <laughs> it's, look, it's good they're in a rebuilding phase. I'm sure they, they were very pleased and uh, celebrated hard with their win. Um, so, yeah, it's good for the competition if they if they maintain competitiveness over the next, um, you know, three or four rounds. All right, so we'll, we'll go along to the next game, Northern Districts versus Balgownie, where the Northerners won with a bonus point. The top score of the round went to Lachlan Dunn, the opener. Top score with 122 off 146 balls. And it's also the same way he opened up his last season's um, campaign with the Century against West. But he ended up averaging 23.7 for the season. So hopefully... He went a bit downhill after can, a while. <laughs> he can buck the trend this season. Yeah, he's a, he's a standout player for the Little Warrior Flames. If he gets going in a, a T20 match... Um, the game's over. He he did really well last year uh, with his batting, and obviously he spent the off season in England honing his skills. He got off to a slow start over there, but did eventually start scoring runs towards the end of the English season. So he's come back to Australia, uh, looking at the goods, and he's a very dangerous player for opposing attacks. <laughs> Good for the butchers. Yes, <laughs> very nice. What can you tell us about uh, Anthony Sheely? He seemed to rip through him a bit. Five for thirty-four. And, and Sheely, the, yeah, the veteran Andy he'd be quite pleased with that uh, effort. He, he doesn't often spend a lot of time in first grade, uh, and so it, it was good to uh, see him take five wickets. He was also a uh, contender for the Player of the Week uh, award that went out, uh, you know, to the committee that determines the Outback Steakhouse uh, winners. So. Yeah, that was uh, was good to see, and uh, for him, he might hold his first grade position for a bit longer. Yeah, surely after a performance like that. I believe you were at North Dalton Park for Wollongong versus Coromel to witness the Coromel innings. Finished on 9 for 2.14 with Daniel Baldwin agonising close to a century with his highest first grade score. Unfortunate for for Dan, it was a really solid start for Coromel. They looked really good. They were, they, they were going to get to 250 plus there at one stage but their innings fell apart at the end. Uh, a bit below bit par, would you say that? bit below par was 214 and you reckon 250 was kind of where they should have been? I think when they're playing at Dalton Park, I think a par score at Dalton Park's got to be over 250. That's uh, generally a high scoring track to, to bat on. So I think they'd be a little bit disappointed in just getting to 214. After, certainly after the start they got, they were on five, six and over for, you know, the first 20, 25 overs. So they were, they were right up there, early. Yeah. And of so course, yeah. so unfortunately um, in the run chase, uh, Captain Courageous David um, Studholm did his ankle. Uh, yeah, look, he's, um, he was due to play in the 12 tomorrow night. I gather he won't be playing, uh, participating in that. Um, yeah, he's a nice bloke, David. Uh, good to see him score runs. Um, he was a bit hit and miss last year, but it's it's great to see him on the um, you know scoring some runs. But unfortunately, he might be out for a little while with that injury. All right. As a backup, they've got some good depth uh, there at Wollongong now. So I'm sure if David's not there in the next few weeks, the blokes like Tim Laws and Central will stand up and uh, you know be counted. Yeah, well, they did it easy in the end. Um, yes. 
on to the final game, Helensburg versus Kira, with um, Kira batting first and Kieran Richards opening and setting the standard with an 82. Um, enjoying a century stand with President or Cricket of the Royal President Mark Johnston. Yeah, well, You know, during an innings like that, you could always think, oh, could I have taken that extra run or something? It's always a variable during the innings. He'll be thinking all this week, yeah. oh, what if I took that run? According you know, to our um, <laughs> stats, he hasn't hit 100 before, so... In the Cricket de la Roa comp. Uh, well, he only returned last year, Jono, oh. and um, he, he didn't score. I think he got a couple of half centuries last year, but uh, 99 not out's a pretty tidy effort for somebody who's just turned 40. Like, he's actually be due to turn 41 shortly, so... Um, <laughs> We've got to give credit to Helensburg, who batted with a blazing pace. They reached the 225 target in 36 overs. Those McCrow brothers are uh, sensational uh, when they're in form, mate. They're very hard. A bit, bit like Lachlan Dunn when he's, he's going there. Those uh, Hayden and, and Mitch McCrae, they can really bat. And uh, yeah, they've been the backbone of the Little Wild side for the last few years. And they continue to show why they, why they should be uh, you know, still in the Illawarra teams. They're a quality act, and uh, you know, each player, each team has a dangerous player, a batting player in their team, which is uh, which is really good. All the clubs are aware of that, so um, you know these two boys, um, McCray boys, stand out. Speaking of uh, Kira, didn't they have a very nice 192 in the junior grades? They did. Uh, that came through as uh, on a message to the scorebook about quarter to twelve on Saturday. Uh, I immediately put a post up, put into the wrong age group and the club, of course, but <laughs> I amended that pretty quickly. Um, that we believe it could be a record for the competition. Certainly, you know, one hundred ninety-two, hundreds are a milestone, but one hundred ninety-two not out is is certainly you know. Uh, uh, Sensational effort. It doesn't matter what the opposition's like, how good or how bad they are. Uh, you know, 192 is 192. So it's been sent off. Hopefully, it's been sent off to my cricket. They they like to um, promote uh, really good um, performances like that. So hopefully, we'll see a post up from them on it in the next day or two. But yeah, certainly, certainly some talent there. He's in the rep program, uh, Matthew, and you know, I, we, let's hope he can. Uh, replicate that sort of form or continue that form in the junior rep comps at start I say on is, Sunday week. Don't they normally make you raise your bat when you get 100? Do you normally have to walk out? Uh, Isn't that the normal rule for yeah, under 15? According to the Mercury yeah. know, article, which I'd be stoked about as a 14-year-old to... Oh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, the, the way I read the Mercury, they were short of players. Yeah, uh, that's, how I could, um, that's, that's why he was able to continue on. But well, a smart coaching decision? <laughs> Drop a couple of the younger blokes that aren't good? <laughs> well, very smart, but uh, unless you talk to the West coach, we'll never know the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thanks for... Is there anything else around the beat that um, I've, you've been busy updating the Facebook page that we've got girls representative playing in the juniors we've got a number of young players we had the 2020 trial on Thursday plenty of yes, happening in the... another trial on tomorrow night the Illawarra boys take on Sutherland tomorrow night at Mock Dalton Park at 6pm yep. uh, that's a, another trial there that should be a good match it's always tough against those Sydney teams 
I guess they're probably weakened a little bit with the Matador Cup going on at the moment. Um, they, you know, they'll, they'll miss their captain Sutherland, etc. But yeah, it's always a, always uh, interesting. I think with the, the women's uh, the girls side of things, there we are we are our under fifteen girls for the first time. I mean, I don't know what the opposition was like, but uh, one for one hundred and ninety four, I think they got, which was. Um, Pretty impressive, yeah. but there are some very talented uh, girls playing in the cricket little lower comp- junior competition, and most of them play against the boys. Wow. <laughs> All right, so I was just wondering, um, now that pretty much covered everything, after one round of the season so far, do you have a pick for the early winner? Of the... Oh, gee. <laughs> Put him on the spot right here. Six here, Glenn. You got to pick one. <laughs> Six out of ten. Oh, no, I'll pick Ellensburg. Ah. There we go. Um, I don't want to get nine phone calls or nine emails saying that's not fair. Well, you've got, um, you got four. Uh, but mind you, my tipping record from last Saturday was not good. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably put the mocker on them. No worries. Someone has to slow them down, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. thank you for joining us on the podcast. It was no, good to. It was good to bat around the grounds and get the read. Um, we'll, yeah, thank you. No, Talk well, soon. All the best for your show. Well, there you have it, folks. Obviously, a great interview by Glenn. Once again, we thank him for his time. And we'd like to thank everyone else out there who listens to us. You gave us a great deal of support this over the first week. And as always, feel free to hit us up on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, wherever you want to get in touch. All right, we'll talk to you next week. See you next time. Thanks, guys.